This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Today's episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code SPILLED at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it, beautiful. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about melons. Yes. You know, I realized when I was thinking about talking about melons that I almost never talk about just melons. Like, I talk about watermelon, like watermelon or cantaloupe or honeydew. Like, I don't talk about just, I don't ever say the word melons. But we're going to say it a lot today. Uh, we're going to say it a thousand wait. times. <laughs> I am so excited. Uh, I think maybe we should set watermelon aside for its own episode. I think you're right. It's such it. It's so much its own thing. I like the way you think. Thanks. Um, but you know, if we're talking cantaloupes, if we're talking cassava melons, if we're talking Crenshaw, Crenshaw melons, if we're talking Gaia. honeydew, wait, uh, what did you just say? Is it, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it pronounced like, paella? <laughs> no, G-A-I-A. Oh, like Gaia? Oh, thanks. Whatever. <laughs> no, no, that's, I, mean, I don't know. Is, is that a kind of melon? I'm I thought just, that was like the I earth goddess. Was, I thought that was a melon. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know what? The Earth Goddess, she's got great melons. Yes, absolutely. Oh, there we go. I slipped Woo-hoo! in the first one. I slipped it in. Nice. Speaking yes. of which, I went to visit my friend in, in Memphis recently. <laughs> Speaking of slipped it in. And okay. he lives right near this bar called the Slider Inn. Whoa. Like, like they have sli- you know, a whole bunch of different sure. kinds of sliders. It just never got old. For five days, we were like... Slider in. Slider in. Did you go? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, how went, are, I slid her in. Yes. How were the sliders? Really good. Oh, nice. Real, like medium rare. Oh, that's that's amazing. It like, was, they that, were really good. That's anyway, hard to achieve, I think. In Memphis, in Midtown, slider in. When in Memphis, slider in. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, or wherever you are, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, melons. So I hear that you might have an heirloom variety quiz for me. Well, I don't. Um, but what? <laughs> it says right here, I don't. Oh, sorry. Oh, um, okay. It said, yeah, it said maybe, but the thing is, like, I I looked at. I spent a lot of time on on the internet looking at melons, 
And I I found that the names, you know. Did you see how I just let that one go? Yeah, they. I they, decided to just let it go. There were there were a couple of melon names that I really liked that I'm just going to tell you. Great. Uh, and uh, other other than that, like I feel like melon growers need to kind of step it up name wise. Mm-hmm. But uh, my <laughs> so at least two people and possibly three alerted me to the fact that there is a type of melon called collective farm woman. Really? Yes. Oh, that's great. So, uh, so we don't have that to taste today, but I would taste a collective farm woman, and uh, and there's one just called Jake's Melon, and oh, uh, Jake is my brother's name, so I'm sure he's happy with that. Yeah, I'm sure he's thrilled about that. I mean, possibly he is the horticulturist horticulturalist behind the Jake's, Jake's melon, melon phenomenon. I think Honeydew is kind of a great melon name, and and now it's become like you know this like the name for like. A, a list that you would make of right. stuff you want your significant other to do around the house. That kind of it kind of surprised me that that took off because it's so gimmicky. I know I hate it. Yeah, I totally hate it. I mean, and do you think I never make a honeydew list? Do you? Would you? Would you still eat the melon, or do you think the name has been tainted? Well, so let's talk about this. Okay, because let, let's let's talk about the fact that uh, okay. So so Matthew, I'm yeah. about I'm about to be 37. Uh huh. You're about to be 40. Yeah. I just want to remind you of that. By the time you, you hear forgot. this, listeners, I am already 40, and possibly. I don't know. Can you still do comedy after you're 40 no. or is my license ex- license expired? Well, and I'm, I'm really glad Matthew and I are going to go do some karaoke to celebrate his birthday. Yes. And I'm I'm really glad we're doing this because, you know, you can't karaoke after 40. No, this is my, my last is hurrah. last hurrah. Yeah, I've got three more years in like, me. I have got so many whole songs to to perform yeah, in the next yeah. three years. <laughs> Courtney Love, it's, it's my karaoke niche. I have so much hole in me. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Nicks. I'm also going to do some Stevie Nicks. Will you do? Can we do Islands in the Stream? Yeah, together? D- definitely. I, I think I don't exactly know how the verse goes, but uh, but we'll I'll I'll wing it. I'll be Kenny Rogers. Okay. I'll be I'll be Dolly P. Great. Okay. Um. Okay. Anyway, but um, uh, Honeydew. Okay. So let's get back to talking about melons. <laughs> okay. Yes. So so you're going to give it to me straight about Honeydew. I'm going to talk to you about melons. Yeah. I don't so, know what you're going to say. I just don't like them that much. What? You agreed to do this episode? I even know. Though- but here's the thing. Like, so w- w- when I get a really good ripe orange fleshed melon, okay. sometimes I can get around that. Um, and I do like melon with like prosciutto or, you know, stuff like that. But most of the time, there's something about melon that kind of makes me want to gag a little bit. Oh, like that classic 90s comedy. There's something about melon. There's something about melon. Um, but what is it, do you think? Is it's, it like that? It's the flavor. And I think that um, there's just something. It's the wateriness of it. Somehow, okay. like it can almost which, kind of which make Which some my might cause ju- call juiciness. Juiciness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I have high hopes for the melons that we're going to be tasting today, and I really hope I like them. Well, I, I, in a minute, I want you to tell, tell us about the melons that you got today, since you, you are the melon purveyor. Do you like today. melons? Yes, I do. I see. I was going to ask if what you're objecting to is maybe the fact that, in my opinion, like a really good ripe melon, it should be like just on the verge yes. of going off. And like, you know, melon is one of those things that like if you get a good one and like you throw the peels in your compost bin, like seven minutes later, your entire neighborhood smells like mm-hmm. a melon dump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a thing. A melon yeah. dump. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, it's, it's just like that. That is like the quintessential rotting fruit aroma to me. It is. Um, but I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I'm willing to endure what's, what's living in a melon, melon dump. Well, <laughs> for me, I don't think you can beat a good cantaloupe. And now, and that's probably because that's the melon that I grew up with. 
Yeah, I feel like that is the melon. Yeah, and I remember like the way <laughs> can't cantaloupe you the melon. <laughs> um, I remember the way my mom used to cut up the cantaloupe. Um, that uh, she would uh, she would like cut it into wedges and then cut like score the wedges oh, with the knife yes. and then run the knife between the flesh and the peel so that the chunks would fall off oh. into the bowl. Something something really primal archetypal about that i love doing that so i i keep buying melons this is the thing like i'll see a melon at the farmer's market and i, I somehow i always think it's going to be different are you a glutton for punishment for me with melons well i mean you uh, can't you can't argue with like the the shape do, do you find like I, the well, aroma I, of, of the like aroma, a bin full of melons alluring it is so alluring and i also love when you cut into them and then you take a spoon and you start to scoop out the seeds and there's like this extremely like the the word i'm looking for is like like sluice is oh, that a word that is, oh yes that's definitely <laughs> the word there's a, like the gushing quality of it the the way the seeds kind of like just tumble out in this wet mass you don't you don't find melon seeds gross well, i don't want to like roll around in them or anything but I don't, <laughs> like you I, wanted to roll around in jello a couple of weeks ago yeah no but i i enjoy scooping them out and and it, the whole process like is just very uh sensuous are, are there any fruits or vegetables where you feel like the the inner workings are kind of disgusting because for me like papaya seeds really really skeeve me out um I don't have a great love. Like, I, I don't really like getting involved with pumpkin seeds. I was going to ask, like, do you the do you stri- jack-o'-lantern? The stringy, the stringy, slimy quality of it. The slimy thing. And, like, you can never get it all. Like, you can keep scraping and scraping, and there's always more tendrils. Yeah. Yeah, the tendrils. What What's the up tendrils, with the tendrils? My God, the tendrils. <laughs> well, it's it's sort of like, like uh, proto-spaghetti squash. Like, yeah. Good, this good. Is, yeah, that's a good well, point. Okay. And so, it's funny that we got onto this because, like, there's no... You know, a, squ- I, a melon is a type of squash, really. Like, and so is a cucumber. Like, a cucumber and a melon are basically right. the same thing. And one I is, used one to, is like slightly over on the savory side. And I used to hate cucumbers too. I love cucumbers. Well, now I really like them, but uh, I, I still am sort of particular about them. I would never cut them into like sticks and just eat them. I would do that. I would not do that. I need to like sort of cut them into thin rounds. And put them in like a salad or something. I feel like we've talked about a lot of things that aren't melons. We like, have. We've been beating around the melon bush and we need to get back to the melon bush. I haven't so, even asked you yet what size melons you like. <laughs> oh, is this like like the time when you asked me like how far apart I wanted something to be? Melons. It, it was also melons? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> is this our second melon up episode and I've... And I've uh, like shoved the first one down deep into the recesses I, of I the I couldn't vault. believe you didn't want to answer that question. What man doesn't want to talk about melons? What human being doesn't want to talk about melons? Okay, well, that I mean, this is the thing. Like, how juvenile are we going to allow ourselves to get on this episode? I, I guess, guess the I answer should is... should rein it in. All, no, 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 no. I'm always for more juvenile. No, I, I was going to say, like, I think we I should just... I feel like if, if one of us has, like, a, a greater sense of decorum, it's you, Matthew. I'm willing to go there. I think that's true, and I hate that about myself. Yeah. Like I think for the like the the remainder of us doing this show like like however long it goes and may may it always rain like it should be a project to get me to like like drop the filter and just like be the fourteen year old boy that that I've always been because uh, Lord knows I'm a thirteen year old boy exactly. I actually have the sense of humor of a thirteen yes boy. and and that's and that's what I love about you mm-hmm. um so. Okay, so so you uh, you procured these melons. Like, where did you where did you procure them? 
So um, I, well, first I went into the walk-in at Delancey where I stole a melon that some of my staff members had purchased for eating purposes. Because, oh, that's a good reason to purchase a melon. Well, because um, it, it, I knew that it had come from Nash's, this farm out in Squim, and I figured it was probably delicious. I think it's a Crenshaw melon. Okay. I left a little note for the people working in the kitchen today to say that <laughs> I was a bad person and had stolen their half melon. I just want to throw, throw out there that uh, I'm going to start using the phrase, this one goes out to all my Nash's out in squim. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah. what it means exactly, but it's really fun. Um, and then, so then I went to Top Banana, which is this like discount produce stand. I love discount produce stands. I, I really, I think that they are some of the, the, the greatest unsung heroes of our time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're the greatest generation. Uh, no, anyway, so I went to Top Banana to buy some melons. And I walked in and there were these two men who work there. One maybe in his like late 50s and the other sort of a younger guy. And they immediately, I was the only so one, customer in there. One was the there. Top Banana and the other. <laughs> And, and the I other should, was the bottom banana. And I should say that we're recording this like on a, a quite warm day at the end of August. As and, usual. And I'm wearing cutoffs and and anyway, and I walk into this produce stall. Not quite Daisy Dukes, but definitely tending in that direction. Wow, Matthew, I didn't know you were looking that closely. Anyway, uh, I walk in and these men were definitely like, may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... um. I think that I got great service picking out this melon. I started to go for a Crenshaw because they were local and somehow I just figured it would be better. But the guy, the older man was like, you know, the Crenshaw is sort of like a melon that like your parents would like, you know, people who don't really know about melons would like a Crenshaw melon. What was he talking about, Matthew? Do you have this association with Crenshaws? Like they're not that great and we should just (sighs) give them all to our elderly who don't know any better? What? Well, first of all, I feel like if anyone's going to like know melons, it's it's like the 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 older generations like, you know. Yeah, they ought to know from melons. Right, right. Who like, you know, remember back when, uh, you know, fruit was always seasonal and, and it cost uh, only 25 cents. And it, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, you, you, I'm not going to pay a lot for this melon. That was a slogan that was popular <laughs> in, like, in the 30s. Mean, I think you mean a melon in every pot. Uh, yes, there was a melon in every pot. There were two melons in every garage. Which is <laughs> <laughs> why, why I used to spend a lot of time out in the garage. Um, you know, it was... Uh, it was it was a different time and and let's just let's just say it was a better time. But anyway, so he steered me away from the Crenshaws okay. and toward what is called a um orange fleshed honeydew. That seems like a contradiction in terms. But, yeah, he okay. said that it was like a cross between an orange fleshed melon, I guess like a cantaloupe mm-hmm. and a honeydew. It's got a skin kind of like a honeydew. It's smooth, it's not webbed. And um he said that I wouldn't be sorry and then he told me that they had a $10 credit card minimum, but that he would waive it for me. Nice. Yeah. Working it. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. Like, what, what other things do you think you're going to weasel out of before the end of the day? <laughs> I don't know, but I am going to work these shorts everywhere I can. Excellent. Uh, summertime, that's that's one of the only good things about it. So do you have a, like a prejudice against, do you assume a green fleshed melon is not going to deliver the same flavor as an orange fleshed melon? Uh, somehow I think I do. Because um, I think I Do have you? that. I, I think I have that too. But last time I was in Japan, you knew this was oh going to happen. God, <laughs> um, I uh, I went to this fruit stand, and it was the kind of fruit stand. I, I mean, we have to talk about hundred dollar melons at some point, right? Like this is this is no. A, we never have to talk about hundred dollars. Okay, then let's not. No, wait, I went what to, are hundred dollar melons? Oh, so uh, this is a thing you see in Japan that uh, like if you if uh, if you're like an executive and you want to give 
some <laughs> like a visiting executive. I don't know how companies work, but like if you if you're a high roller and you want to give a high roller kind of gift, you can go to a department store or a specialty fruit stand and get like a one melon that costs a hundred dollars, and uh, and that is your your high status gift. Um, wow. Is it actually like a great melon? I, I think probably yes. Is it is it better than a six dollar melon? I doubt it. Uh, anyway, I went to the specialty fruit stand and they had some uh, a row of blenders set up and they were doing you know blended fruit drinks and I got this green melon uh, blend like smoothie. What do you call it? Just it's not a juice exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, slush. Anyway, <laughs> it was it was the best melon thing I've ever had. What and else was in it? Do you think ice? Really? Like, it was yes. just melon and it was and just ice? melon and ice. It was not sweetened. There was there was nothing else. Wow. Um, and it was amazing. And I think about it always. And uh, so now now I think maybe I have a prejudice toward green melons. Well, the first melon that I had that I ever had and really genuinely enjoyed without reserve was um, in France. <laughs> you knew this was uh-huh. coming. Uh-huh. Was it like a uh, wait? Uh, so Charente, is that a thing? It was, in yes. fact, yeah. Uh, so um, when I was living there and working there the first year that I was out of college, I rented a studio apartment from this lovely couple who seemed to me quite old then. They were probably younger than I am now. Uh-huh. And anyway, his name was Jean-Francois. They definitely were at 40, God forbid. Oh, no, no. They were still doing karaoke. Uh-huh. No. Um, and I can't remember the wife's name, but she was so beautiful. And anyway, they invited me over to lunch one day with their infant daughter, Garance. And anyway, they served, uh, for the first course, um, half a Charente melon, and it was so delicious. And I don't think any melon has ever equaled that melon ever since. Wow. Yeah. Did you did you demand the other half? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. We, yeah. didn't. we didn't have that kind of relationship. Right. So to go back to your question earlier, I would say like medium size works for me. Cool. Okay, cool. I only have experience with my own. Today's episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest and most gorgeous way to create a perfect website, online store, blog, portfolio, what have you. They have an incredible number of really impressive templates. They will make you look like you actually know what you're doing. Yes, and if you do actually know what you're doing, you can get down and dirty with the code, but you absolutely do not have to. They've got a perfect drag-and-drop interface. They've got state-of-the-art technology. This is something we haven't talked about recently. If your website blows up, I mean that like in a good way, like <laughs> suddenly you've gone viral, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Everybody is talking about your online store portfolio <laughs> and or blog and a jillion people visit your website at once it's not going to break because squarespace has tons and tons of servers powering your back end <laughs> that was so fun to say i i i have tons of servers powering my back end yeah i i do too and then as a result like my back end just won't quit but and you know what i don't have i personally don't have 24 7 support oh no i i try and you know i give my back end some beauty rest like eight hours a day but squarespace does not somehow they keep their back end like just pristine up and running 24 7 and deliver great support by uh, by email or online chat anytime you need it. And it all starts at eight bucks a month. And get this, if you sign up for an entire year, you get a free domain name. I want to do that. And you can do that by going to squarespace.com. If you use the offer code SPILLED, you will get 10% off your first purchase. Whoa, Squarespace. Build it beautiful. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's taste some melon. Want okay, to? please. So, so I just cut into this uh, jumbo orange flesh honeydew, and it's kind of cool. It's, it's amazing. It it's orange on the inside, like nearest to where the seeds are, and then as you get toward the skin, it gets green. It's like someone applied a gradient filter in Photoshop. It's kind of ombre. Yes, as the ladies like to say these days. Ladies love ombres. They- <laughs> Wait, wait. Okay, wait. But I see I, what you did there. Um, yeah, I, I, I sort of see what I did also. But when you say, okay, so I know what you're, the word you said is like O-M-B-R-E, right? I don't actually have any idea what it means. Oh my gosh, this is a really good melon, Matthew. Oh, good, good, good. Mm. Now, I was going to ask, how would you feel, for, I still want you to explain what ombre means, but I, how would you feel if I just like picked it up? Oh God, I think you should. Okay. This gets back to the, the earthy, gutsy quality of you, you, you dipper. Oh wow, this is great. Now. Mm. Um, wow, thanks, Melon Man. Good work, Melon Man. Thanks for not charging me your credit card fee either. <laughs> I'll be back soon. <laughs> Top banana. The well, least we can do is like give them a shout out on Top the show. Top banana. Where are um, your cutoffs? So uh, I'm using to to wipe the melon juice from my hands. Um, uh, my wife went to the uh, <laughs> <laughs> went to the supermarket this morning and came back with melon themed paper towels. So did mine's she got, even know this was what we were doing today? She did. That's why she left them out for us. Oh, I think canary that's, melon. Yeah, so mine's got uh, canary, cantaloupe, honeydew, and watermelon. I love the colors of this. It's really beautiful. They're like these muted pinks and, and yellows and oranges and greens. Do you think it would be weird if I framed a sheet of this paper towel and put it up <laughs> on the wall? It's got it's got kind of like a you know uh, embroidered, artsy, craftsy look to it. I think that we it. should take a picture of this for okay. the website. Yeah, for sure. Here's Yum. the here's the thing. So this melon is delicious. It's super juicy. It's got flesh that is like really nice and tender, but not mushy. Um, however, I want lime juice on it. We can arrange that. What do you think about the old like papaya situation, like lime juice and salt? Don't people put that on papayas? I think the papaya situation is getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. Like that sounds good to me. Um, so it, it's it's not often that I've eaten a papaya. Although, uh, mm. yesterday at the kiosk at Trader Joe's, they had papaya with yogurt. It was good. Um, the flesh is, is tastiest closest to the seeds. Oh. Do you think that's always the case? I think maybe it is. Do you think the earth is tastiest closest to its core? Oh, I would love to get down in the earth's core. and just. I want to stick a straw. Like We're getting back to the I'll drink your milkshake Magma thing. Magma is so hot. It's Yes, it is incredibly hot. Like... Which which do you think tastes better, the core or the mantle? <laughs> Wait, this should be a separate episode where we just eat the earth. So, Matthew, how do you choose a melon? So, yeah, this is really good. Um, I choose a melon. So maybe I should make this a question rather than a statement. I, I'm doing the opposite of the thing like at a book event where someone gets up and says, this is more of a statement than a question. This is more of a comment than a question. Like everybody's yeah. favorite person. Mm-hmm. This is more of a question than an answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get to it, Matthew. Can you judge a melon by picking it up and sniffing the little indentation where the stem used to be? Or are you just being a weird person? No, I believe you can. Okay, I believe too, but I've never, I've never like done a scientific I think like experiment. A, like a lot of other fruit, I think melons should feel heavy for their size. And um, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I want it to have a, a perfume, so to speak. And yes. I don't feel weird about wanting my melon to be perfumed. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, you put a I couple of drops. I don't feel weird about that. Okay. What, yeah, what kind of perfume would you choose? 
I don't actually wear perfume. Yeah, I I don't either. Do do your melons wear perfume? Um, <laughs> I I'm not sure how to interpret that question, but I'm going to say no. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think. Uh, it, it, I mean, it is fun to pick I up. I mean, I like a melon to be perfumed by its own natural musk. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I could not agree more. <laughs> oh man, is my wife gonna? If my wife listens to this show, but maybe I'll just like somehow hint that she should skip this episode. No, this is great. She loves this kind of stuff. She does. This is why I love your wife. Okay, great. No, what it, <laughs> no, your wife has like a great raunchy sense of humor. It's it's true. Matthew's like blushing right now. Anyway, okay. I just, I've just turned back to this melon. This is so great. Um. So anyway, uh, Matthew, how do you feel about about the old sniff test? Well, I, I like to do it, and I, I just I feel like I have no real evidence whether it's effective or not, but I'm going to keep doing it just because it's fun. How um, could it not be effective? I mean, I think the only thing that, that that is risky about it is sometimes the ones that smell best are the ones that are a little just over. tipped over the edge. Yeah. And if, yeah, tipping a melon. Ooh, I kind of want to drop a melon off a balcony now. I know that would be terribly wasteful, but like... Too bad this melon was was tasty because if, this if melon it was terrible, tasty, I would totally yes, do that. We would totally do that, and uh, then we'd have to go out front and clean up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I bought a melon at the farmer's market on Sunday, and it's not still around because it didn't it it wouldn't have made it that far, and we ate it anyway, and it was very good. And it was you know like uh, one of the one of the deeply grooved cantaloupes, like like the Tuscan cantaloupe. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know it passed the sniff test. Great, and uh, and it was great. Do you like your melon chilled? Oh, yes. Me too. In general, I like all fruit chilled. Interesting. I I feel like for me, it depends on the fruit. I mean, except tomato. What about a banana? Do you want a chilled banana? You know what? I actually do like cold bananas. I don't know if I've ever eaten a really cold banana. Well, I often, like, in the morning for June, will, like, cut a banana in half and then put the other half in the fridge and then later I'll wind up you know, slicing it and eating it or something. And it's just delicious. Interesting. I don't think we talked about this I on the banana co- episode. I love cold fruit. Um, cold yeah. apples. Apples must be cold. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but we talked about this a little bit on blueberries. Um, yeah. Blueberries need to be cold. I will leave like a peach or a nectarine or a plum out until it's ripe and then put it in the fridge before I eat Interesting. it. Interesting. Uh, no, I really, I think that, I think it's because I really like acidity in food. And so especially a, f- a food that is sweet, like fruit, whenever we eat things that are cold, they taste less sweet to yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think we taste a little bit more acidity in the fruit instead of the sweetness when it's cold. Wow. I just got so serious that was, there for that a minute. Was so serious i i don't even know what to say but i I agree great hey so do you like what do you do with melons besides eat them do you do you use them in any recipes do you really nothing when i came back from japan after i had that transformative melon experience i i thought oh i'm gonna put a melon in the blender when i get home when i when i got home i realized a i didn't have a blender and still don't and b um i forgot that that happened so uh, maybe i'll blend up a melon someday (laughs) Um, I, one thing that I do like doing, (laughs) basically what I mean is I got home and someone had stolen my blender. What? No, not really. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, wow, Matthew, that sounds, that that sounds like a a very culinarily oriented thief. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, authorities are on the lookout for like a a chef with wearing, wearing like a a robber mask. Yeah. Dressed as a ninja. Mm Mm-hmm. So I uh, first came upon the idea of blending up melon and and drinking it uh, as like a almost like a peritif through Renee Erickson, who occasionally has done that. Um, And she 
I think she blends it like a an orange fleshed melon with like white wine and a little bit of sugar and salt. And I think there's something else. I once wrote about it years and years ago on my blog. Um, I think I called it melon made sippable. <laughs> was it that was that was the name of the recipe? Yeah, that was like you know that was what I was into at the time. I- extremely um, annoying recipe names. I feel like before. Um, before the dummies, like for dummies series of books, there was uh, the the precursor to that was like such and such made simple, like you know math yeah. made simple. Uh, <laughs> so uh, melon made simple. Yes, that's <laughs> that's what it made me think of. Like uh, you know this this episode. Think of this episode as melon made simple. Uh, so another thing I like doing with melons is uh, you know I think everybody knows about the wonder that is a great cantaloupe and prosciutto. Yes, right. Um, but you can also throw. So, so I sometimes will make a like a sort of off the cuff composed salad. That's like, wait a minute, how can it be off the cuff and composed? Oh well, because a composed salad is like just sort of heaps of things on a plate rather than tossed. I think I think composed sounds very premeditated. <laughs> anyway, so uh, like prosciutto, melon, arugula. Um, maybe a little bit of fresh mozzarella. Oh, this I think Nigel good. Slater once wrote about this. Kind of all tossed on a plate with um, a decent amount of lemon juice just squeezed over the top, some olive Ooh. oil and lots of salt. Super, super good. I want to get, now you said you've mentioned lime juice and lemon juice. I want to get a lime out before before we crack into the next melon, just, okay. just to have it ready, just in case. Should I cut up the next melon? Yes, please. Okay. Okay, so I just cut up the, the melon that... I stole from the Delancey walk-in. I'm sorry, Neil. I'm sorry, Zara. I know this was your melon. Remind me what variety this I is. I think it's Crenshaw based. Okay. I think this is the one that the melon man scorned. Yeah, I, I was going to say like. Oh I my God, Matthew. It's really good. Mm, mm. It's so different. Oh, the flesh is really white. It's it's kind of tighter than the, the flesh. Yeah, of it takes more, more spoon pressure wow, to get into it. I feel like it. I'm going to need a knife. But anyway, it's super, oh, super juicy. Oh. <laughs> it's really good. Now- I feel like this one's getting better the the deeper I get, the closer I get to the peel. Ooh. So man, I may have is, to. This is so exciting. I may have to issue a retraction. The the other cool thing about this one is it had these amazing like seed sacks inside. It reminded me of fish roe. Mm-hmm. I like a nice shad roe. Sometimes we actually talk about food like we know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. And then things get really weird. <laughs> I know. Like, and then we don't know what to say after that. This is great. This is such a good I'm going to put melon. my face in this. Oh, my God. Neil and Zara, I'm so sorry that I stole this from you. I'll bring back the rest. We won't eat it all. We, you can give them my blender. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I love that you just said you're going to put your face in this melon. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you were just going to let that go by. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm going to put my face in this melon, too. Uh-huh. I've always wanted to put my face in, in a melon. Uh-huh. <laughs> I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um. The marriage thing really Silence. Gets, gets in my way, yeah. you know? Fidelity. <laughs> Melons. <laughs> this is my favorite episode. I can tell. Yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of options out there these days. <laughs> um... This isn't, yeah, this isn't the old days when, when the only, only melons you had access to were, were the ones in your garage. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy right now I'm, I, oh, that I, I forgive myself for, uh, for not getting the lime. I love like, you. It, I, I don't need the lime. I just need this melon forever, <laughs> except I'm about to finish it. But I think there's more. I just need this melon forever. So I think I think this is a general rule about fruit okay. to me. Like I not not to make things all serious again, but like more than any other category of food, like 
a good fruit should stand alone, right? And and like I, I appreciate that like the melon ideas that you proffered, like melon, melon in a minute or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I think but for you mean me, thirty minute melons. Thirty minute melons. <laughs> yes, um, Rachel raised thirty mel- minute melons and other stories. <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm so, somehow, like, I can't remember what I was talking about. Um, you know, that, that, like, this this perfect melon, like, what would you do to this to improve it? Nothing. And, like, I think that's oh, true for, for oh, a good melon. peach. You know, it's true for a good strawberry. It's true for a good mango. Mm-hmm. Like, mango, I think, is similar to melon in some ways in that, in that uh, it's kind of hard to find a really good one. And when you do, it's always just on the verge of overripe and well, funky. And I think, again, it, it comes back to this issue of acidity. Like, you know, vegetables don't ha- tend to have have like sweetness and acidity yeah. in in concert. Like I mean they have other things like umami and whatever. God, I hate us right now. <laughs> no, I liked how you said in concert. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it made me think of like a California raisins concert. <laughs> Did you know that once at summer camp when I was a kid, we had like a talent show and my like group cabin, what your, have you, your set. we did, um, Jeremiah was a bullfrog mm-hmm. and that was when the California Raisins board or whatever was using it. Weren't they using it as like a, as their like ad song? I feel, well, I mean, I heard it through the grapevine was their big hit, but I'm sure they did that song also. They, they weren't a one hit wonder. They- oh, <laughs> It through the grapevine. Get right. it? That's the song we did. Anyway, oh, wait. Oh, it was. Anyway, okay. I wore a cardboard box, like I was a box of raisins, okay. and the song started with me tipping over and like one of my cabin mates like rolling out from behind me, <laughs> and she was dressed up like a raisin. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I heard it through the grapevine. Thanks, Matthew. <laughs> no, but sir, I mean, they had an Wait, album. Are they both Three Dog Night, though? Uh, heard It Through the Grapevine was, was done by a lot Mar- of artists. I mean, Marvin like, Gaye? Oh, no. Um, I, no. Think, I think, yes. Otis Redding, maybe? Again, we're we're deeply into the territory of like things that everybody <laughs> knows except for us. My parents used to have the Big Chill soundtrack on oh, vinyl, yeah. and that was the first time I heard it. And there was something, I've never seen the Big Chill, but like, is it really dirty? I have not seen it either. I, so. mean, I mean that in a good way. Um, I think I, the thing I know about is that like it has a lot of talking, right? Is that it's the kind of one of those movies where just everybody's talking and that's and that's what happens. Oh, I don't know. Okay, um, yeah. So cool. We'll cut this part. No, no, it's it's, it's great. Like um, you know, it's it's important for us to like talk about like the 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 pop culture that is on everyone's <laughs> mind, like the Big Chill and heard it through the grapevine, <laughs> like the California Raisins. <laughs> Um, How did we even get talking about this? I don't oh, know. In concert. In con- <laughs> in concert. Okay. Um, okay. We're, we're going to eat the rest of this melon, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. What do you mean? Oh, you think you're going to like bring the rest back to like uh, Dick and Jane or whoever it was you stole it from? <laughs> Neil and Zara. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. So uh, I think we should. I think we should finish there. Okay. Let's um, finish there. Okay. So uh, Dick you can find us. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was two names. That that was all I knew. Perfect. Once um, again, you're bringing up such uh, current pop culture, Dick right, and Jane. Right. I don't know. Some things, some things are perennial, like a melon bush. Uh, this has been our melon episode. Yeah, this has been our hydrangea episode. Um, tune in next week when we eat the earth. <laughs> It's it's going to be the most delicious apocalypse yet. Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we will post uh, a picture of a couple of melons 
and um, a picture of a square of paper towel with some uh, melon pictures on it. Cool. You can also find us on Facebook where you can tell us about what size melons you like. Indeed. Or what kind of melon is your favorite or what obnoxious vacation destination you have traveled to and eaten delicious melons. Yes. Um, yeah, we didn't really get into the word cassabas enough, I don't think. But uh, maybe we'll, maybe on the watermelon episode, <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> Great. Uh, you can leave us a review on uh, iTunes and uh, we'd appreciate it because it really helps. And until next time, uh, this one goes out to all my Shad Rose and Squim. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. extremely caffeinated i just want to get i i do too i uh i drank coffee this morning i lately i've been drinking coffee have you tried this stuff i had two cups of it today i uh i had yeah i had a espresso beverage with two shots um i discovered it while i was going to college recently that uh (laughs) if you drink a cup of coffee (laughs) before before class it gives you wings you can stay away yes it gives you wings and those wings power you throughout an entire four-hour class which is now over and i don't know what to do with myself anymore um but i'm still drinking that coffee it's almost like it's hard to quit drinking it everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.